So as we know, we are at Christmas time and many of you know that I've got young children myself. So I've got two young boys um, and the first film that they were always asked to put on at Christmas, well two, we have Home Alone and we have the first Nativity. And I'm over the moon to have, during this Christmas time, BAFTA and Emmy Award winning writer and director Debbie Is It joining me to talk about her story, her Coventry story, her relationship with the city and of course around those Nativity films. Debbie, thank you for joining me. Oh, that's okay. Nice to see you. Let's start at the beginning then. So growing up, um, tell me about kind of the first few years of your life, how you grew up, where you grew up. Well, I grew up in Birmingham, although not a lot of people know that because everyone thinks I was born and bred in Cov. Um, but I do live here now, obviously, and love the city. Um, but no, Birmingham was uh, where I spent my childhood. And um, yeah, I went to a little Catholic primary school and um, had a very happy childhood, really. Yeah. Was nice. Did lots of nativity plays in which I was Mary and my two sisters were both Mary and we had a very pushy mum. So <laughs> we always got the part of Mary in the nativity. But I always say it wasn't the best part and there's probably more interesting parts, but there you go. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. My boy was Joseph a few years. I think it was his first year and I saw kind of the behind the scenes of how stressful those actual nativities kind of can be. Um, so let's talk about then your interest in film and kind of where that developed where where were the first steps that led you on to your career well when I was young I always loved acting performing dancing and me and my cousins and friends used to put on shows for the family and I actually wrote and directed my first Christmas show when I was nine and I, I put it on at the primary school that I was referring to um, and it was a production of the Wizard of Oz And I've literally been doing the same thing ever since, which is getting people that I think could be good and bossing them about and making them do everything I say and putting on shows. Um, When I was 17, I came to Coventry to train as an actor at the then Coventry School of Theatre, which became Coventry Centre for Performing Arts, which became Coventry University. And um, I had the most amazing training um, The teachers at at CCPA, as it was called, had all uh, trained and taught in London schools. So they taught at RADA and Central and all these big schools. Um, And we had top training and it was just absolutely amazing. And we were all kids off the street and um, nobody had any family in the business or anything like that. None of us had any money or families with money. It was working class kids coming together to try and learn how to be actors. And out of that... Um, I I moved into theatre and I set up my own theatre company out of Coventry and we toured all over the world for 15 years and I wrote the plays, directed them, was in them and the company was called Snarling Beasties through the 1980s and early 90s and we, we had an awful lot of success um, as I say, did all the major international festivals and Edinburgh Festival and won loads of awards and all this was going on but it was pretty exhausting and I was getting a bit older And I really wanted to settle down, start a family and all those things, but I couldn't stop doing my passion. So I thought I'd move into film. It felt like a more sensible grown-up option. Ha, ha, ha. (laughs) So, um, yeah, that's when I decided to do it. I was, you know, 30 when I decided to make films. So so obviously you refer to things being very different between theatre and film. What are the biggest differences? Definitely the first difference, you have to say, is, is the money. You know, to, to, to make a piece of theatre, 
we were able to do that quite moderately because you can make theatre anywhere. You can do it on the street. You know, you can do it in a black box studio. You can wear black or have costumes. It's up to you, you know. But film costs money however you do it, and it costs lots of money. So the big thing, actually, was raising money to make film and having that responsibility on your shoulders as well because it's other people's money. And I don't know about you, but the thought of wasting or losing other people's money is a huge pressure and something I would you know, hate to do, which is probably partly what's made me be so audience-facing and want to make my work successful so that people don't lose their money, <laughs> you know. Um, so that's the big first difference. And the other thing, of course, is that there's a lot more control in film because you get to edit performances. Live theatre, is it's live, and that's really exciting, though. So when I make films, I try and bring that theatrical um feel to my film sets which is why i don't know if you know but i don't use scripts you know so no one learns lines on my films they're they're improvised within a very carefully structured storyline so i write the story and then and then the actors and the children and the animals all improvise which keeps that sort of theater live element going within the films and i think you can sort of feel it when you watch the films particularly with the comic um bits and pieces you know it's, it's about people having lots of fun I think you can see that. I think there's, there's some of the stuff that, I, that makes me smile are when, and obviously children run through the nativity, things like when Anton Deck talked to children or Russell Howard talked to children, and I think the films have got that vibe to it. So let's, let's kind of move on to then where the nativity film came from, how did that start, what were the conversations that led to, to that kind of starting? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd made a couple of films already and, and, and one quite successful wedding comedy called Confetti. Um, and I'm, I'm quite keen on the sort of feel-good factor. Uh, I, I like to feel good when I go to the cinema, watch a film, watch a movie. Um, and I like passing that feeling on when I make my work too. So Christmas is an obvious kind of... Making a Christmas film is an obvious kind of idea. But I hadn't found anything that, that really worked for me until I went to see my little girl in her school nativity play when she was about seven. And it was just so suddenly hit me in the face that this was such fertile ground for a Christmas film um, with the teachers being super stressed and um, the parents being really competitive about who was playing what and the beautiful little children making all kinds of you know mistakes but being just their brilliant selves and everyone treating this tiny little production in this tiny little school as if it was a Broadway musical or something it just made me laugh and it made me think oh I'm sure I can weave a story around this school nativity. And it's something that's so traditional. It's been part of my life, part of my child's life. Um, It's probably part of many people's lives. Um, So I'm going to give that a go, and that's what I did. So then you obviously had the idea. I guess, what do you then do? Because I know that you, I know you loosely term wrote it, but in terms of the story, et cetera, that was yours, um, what's the next step? Is the next step for funding? Is the next step for trying to get someone to kind of support you with it? Well, because I'd had a, a, what is perceived to be a hit with my wedding comedy, Confetti, um, I mean, that was funded by BBC Films and released by 20th Century Fox. So, I mean, it was a big Hollywood studio picked up my little British film. So, actually, they said to me, you can do whatever you want. What do you want to do? Okay. Um, so I was able to get the money straight away for Nativity from BBC Films because they'd had success via Confetti, the wedding comedy. So I found myself in a very fortunate position. And because the wedding comedy had been improvised, they didn't mind me wanting to improvise Nativity. And, I, you know, I'd sort of earned the right, I suppose, to have another go, have another film. 
And, um, yeah, they were very excited at the prospect of it. I mean, you know, at first they were worried about, you know, me working with so many children. And, to be honest, they were actually quite concerned about me making the film out of Coventry because at the time, you know, that wasn't really done. And even Confetti had been filmed in London. You know, and people, they were worried that we wouldn't get the crew to come up here or we wouldn't be able to find the talent here. Um, and I was really adamant that we had the talent in the city and the locations. And so I stuck to my guns and they eventually agreed. And, and so we, we made it out of the city, which was amazing. I remember Confetti well. I was at university at the time. And I remember, so obviously in there is Martin Freeman, who works with you for Nativity. But obviously Oscar winner, um, Olivia Coleman in there. And I think of one of, of Mitchell and Webb, I think we see quite a lot of him in there as well. Um, was, was the relationship you built with someone like Martin, did that follow then through to Nativity? Absolutely, yes. I mean, I think when you work with an actor and you work well together and they trust you and you trust them, it, 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 that shorthand is invaluable, you know. And to be honest, I wanted an everyman, a kind of someone that, that just you could relate to, someone nice and warm, and, but, you know, nobody too rare. And, and Martin's got that sort of everyman quality and he was perfect for Mr Madden's The Teacher. And also, you know, I wanted someone who was a bit grumpy in that Dickensian, you know, kind of uh, Christmas Carol kind of way. Somebody that didn't really like Christmas and was a bit of a grouch, a bit of a grinch, who then gets his heart melted. And Martin's a bit like that in real life. So it was perfect casting. I mean, he's a brilliant actor and, and a lovely guy, but he, he is a bit grumpy sometimes. So it was perfect. <laughs> And was that, that must have been just as The Office was finishing, was it? I guess it was a few years after, maybe. Do you know what? I don't know exactly when The Office was, but, uh, yeah, they were quite close. I, I feel like The Office was probably just starting when we did Confetti. There was overlap, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, because in the way that my boys' nativity is the thing they want to put on, The Office Christmas special is always my version of that, so... Obviously, it was such a success. I remember at the time, and Coventry runs through that film with pride, as you say. The school, remind me of the school and the relationship you had with, with the school? Yeah, so the, the, the fictional school is St Bernadette's, which is a Catholic primary school. The real school is the Holy Family School in Kersley in Coventry. And we've made four nativity films now, and all four of them have been filmed there. And the school's always been amazingly supportive. We've gone and filmed in term time and out of term time. And it's been amazing how much we've been able to get done during term time and been able to draw on the children in the school um, to be actors in the film and extras in the film. And actually, when before we even made the film, we went to do a workshop to sort of make a little trailer to show the BBC. And we used all of the children from Holy Family and they were just beautiful and so unintentionally talented. It was beyond belief, you know. So something I've never thought before. So do, are our parents from the area wanting their children there on the off chance the next Nativity film will be filmed there? Oh, I, I, I don't suppose so. I don't think so. But I think it's nice for the children that are there when we come in to make the films because they do get to be in the big assembly scenes and things like that. Um, and some of them end up being, you know, key characters as well. And the teachers, they join in, they get involved as, as uh, supporting characters and stuff. Um, so it's a, it's a community feel. It feels like our second home. And, and uh, yeah, we've got nothing but great things to say about working there. And as part of Nativity, obviously, the, the first one's around the character Mr Poppy. I know that's the one that stands out to everybody. I remember I used to work for the NHS and that everyone would laugh thinking about the kind of things that he did. Yeah, a great actor, someone to kind of work alongside Martin, I guess. 
Yeah, I mean, we needed a, a, a kind of anarchist kind of feel, the man-child for Mr Poppy, and someone, as you say, the straight funny man, you know, so you've got that double act thing going on. And uh, again, I'd, I'd worked with Mark, Mark Wooten, on, who plays Mr Poppy, on, on Confetti as well, and he played uh, Martin Freeman's best man in Confetti, so I knew that their chemistry was really good. Um, so hence why I invited them both to be in, in Nativity that way. But yeah, Mark's um, a, a real one-off. You know, he's very clever, funny guy and with a great rapport with children, which was super important. So then I guess what's the red tape like then with children? Is it something that is, is a lot to jump to? Is that some of the, the kind of the worry that maybe production had around the, using so many children? Yeah, so, I mean, people say never work with children and animals um, for a reason. I mean, for me, from a creative point of view, they're the best. Like, there's nothing like it. I love working with children, love working with animals, much prefer it to working with anyone else. But for production, it's a, it's a headache. It's a lot of work. And as you say, a lot of red tape, and rightly so. I mean, children have to be protected. Um, so we have, a, have to apply for all their licenses from you know, many different little areas, boroughs, education authorities, whatever. We have lots of chaperones. Um, you know, we have to adhere to take lots of breaks um, and adhere to lots of rules. But we try not to let the children be too aware of that so that they feel like they're having fun and that they're not in some kind of, you know, situation where they're working, really. We like, don't want to make them feel like they're working. We want to make them feel like they're, you know, as I say, having a good time, which they do. And I don't know if you saw at the weekend, but there was a whole kind of... Um, uh, TikTok craze where they've unearthed a lot of the kids and they're doing so well now and there's like this kind of legacy left behind all the children that worked on the nativity films you know going off to become superstars in various different ways I mean one of them's living in LA now and she you know she's like a proper actress Hollywood actress and I'm like oh my god she's got a better career than me this is how did this happen um, but it's so lovely I mean I've met so many children especially from the city and you know they come up to me sometimes now grown up and I have to look twice and think really you were in the oh yes you were in nativity too I get it what are you doing now oh you know I'm in a musical or I'm doing this it's fantastic that's always a surreal thing with child actors you almost think that they stay the same as the film you saw if you see what's the, the lad from signs Heli Joel Osment you see him now you forget he's not that kind of young kid so I guess that's something that makes you proud then to see those people to see the young people to come up to you still and to have a relationship with them I mean, it's the best thing about the films is the children. You know, it, it, it always was and it still is. And the the absolute sort of wonderful times we had, the memories we will always share, and the fact they made such great friends with each other. Because, you know, when you talk to the children about what was it like being in a film... They really only care about the friends they made. That's the thing that really sticks with them. And they've all stayed friends, you know, for, throughout all these years. And it's really heartwarming. And, um, yeah, amazing. So you obviously move on to the sequels. Um, I think the one that I've seen the most, I think, is the third one with Dude, Where's My Donkey? That song just gets played and sung in my house so much. Um, what was it like returning to the world of Nativity? Yeah, I mean, you know, it, 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 it sort of feels like I constantly live 
in the world of nativity rather than return to it because it's been an ongoing concern because it takes a long time to get the films off the ground. So although it's been 12 years since the first film, I've made four and actually there's not really been much break apart from to do the stage show, (laughs) which was a big, huge musical of nativity. So actually it's been almost a full-time 12 years of making four films and three years of a Christmas musical stage show. Um, So it's just an ongoing thing, I suppose. A bit like being running a soap opera or something. It sort of never really stops. And does that make it a challenge? Is, is Do you feel constrained by the world of nativities? Do you wish you could do, do, I don't know, Easter or something? Or is it the Christmas thing that makes it so special? You know, I, I love it. And um, I'm not constrained by it. I, and, and I think it's kind of the gift that keeps on giving me creatively because I just keep having new ideas. I mean, I, I, I have done other things and I am actually doing new things next year. But um, I just love being in that world it's its own world and it's been created by me and all the children and adults who work on it and it's like a big family and there's really nothing like it I I really don't imagine there's a film that's made in the way we make the nativity films anywhere in the world like it's so special well the the first film in particular always stands out to me the or or tell me what it's like hanging a kid off a wire outside of the cathedral is he dressed as prince or something i remember the kid that's coming down he's singing um, and obviously the kid was protected and everything was safe but was it a scary moment i mean yes it, it was a bit because you do feel responsible for everything the children do and to be honest we started off with a stunt person because it felt like that's a big it is a big cathedral spire it's high if anyone who's ever stood at the bottom of the spire and looked up will know it's really really high and I, my first thought was, obviously, the child won't do it. But then when the stunt person came, it, they didn't work. It was a woman, and she was really tall, and it was like, no, that's not going to work. So I'm going to have to talk to Bernard, the little boy, and his dad, and the chaperones and the team, and see if we can actually get the boy to do it. I mean, we had an amazing flying company called Fly by Foy, and so I knew it was top-notch health and safety but nonetheless there's a small part of you that is kind of praying (laughs) you know that it all goes well but um he he did it fearlessly and then he did it again and again I think he flew down about four or five times and it was night time and it was there was no one else around just a stripped down crew and it was really really the most magical thing filming that scene the cathedral is special it's something that runs through our city um, whether it's a um, an ice rink that it currently is um, was there any constraints you had around the cathedral use of the cathedral or was that taken care of kind of by production yeah and the cathedral have always been really supportive to be fair I mean we had to bring huge crane you know to the cathedral in order to set up that flying rig um, so it was no mean feat and we had to bring camels you know and they had to eat the grass outside of the cathedral ruins and um, they couldn't have been more supportive and we even have our premieres there sometime last film we had our premieres in the new cathedral and like it just feels the the brilliant thing for me filming in the in Coventry and I've said this all over the world wherever I've gone you know it, it feels like it's such a cooperative warm-hearted place to make a film and when the actors come and the crew come from London sometimes as they do 
they all say, oh, my God, I did not know that the people of Coventry were so friendly, you know. And when we go and find locations in people's houses and stuff like that, people are so welcoming. And it's not like that everywhere, you know. A lot of people are hostile to film crews. But we've just had nothing but positivity. And um, I feel very blessed um, to have sort of found Coventry and sort of turned it into my own film set. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's, I love it. It's just a brilliant place to, to live and work. I think that's when Coventry is at its best, when people are supporting each other, cooperating, working in collaboration. People know the stuff that I do as well. I've benefited massively from the support that the city gives. And I think that goes a long way and it makes it feel somewhere that you want to support and want to return to. Um, so you mentioned there, so obviously there's been four nativity films today. You mentioned you have another project coming up. Do you think there'll ever be more nativity films? Well, I mean... You never say never. I, I have, uh, obviously, we've all had a bit of a, a, a pandemic break anyway. Um, but I think for me, it's time just to do, you know, a couple of different things. But then I would love to return to Nativity. As I say, I love the world. So, yes, hopefully in the future there will be more Nativity films. But there's certainly going to be another Christmas film. There's a new one being made um, in March, actually. So uh, not Nativity, but a new film. Oh, so what, so something you're involved in? Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. Mm. So I'm writing and directing it, yes. Tell me then what Christmas means to you. Well, I think, you know, obviously as a born and bred Roman Catholic, it, it means a lot because, it, you know, as a child, you're, you're brought up uh, and that story, the Christmas story, is the most important story ever told, you know. So the idea of a little baby being born in a manger and, you know, all the animals being there and the humbleness of it all and the goodwill to all men and the... All of that, it still is in my heart, you know. But but more importantly, I think for most of us, it, it's about family. It's about coming together, reunion. It's about forgiveness and redemption. And yes, it's about fun and it's about presence and trying to express how you feel to each other. But I think that sort of tingling feeling you get when you're out in the streets and the Salvation Army are playing a carol and you feel like everyone wants to be kind to each other and people who might normally walk past a homeless person digs into their pockets and throws them a tenner. I mean, whatever that, however sort of simplistic that sounds, that feeling, you want to capture that feeling of goodwill, that generosity of spirit, and you sort of do wish in that sense it could be Christmas every day. But it's only special, I suppose, because it happens once a year. And I think this year of all years is going to be an extra special one, reinforced by what we effectively missed last year. And it really highlighted that it isn't about the presence, it's about the people. Um, and I think, I think everybody, I feel, feels a little bit more excited for this year's Christmas. So thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. I think that the nativity is something that the city holds dear and we always like to be proud of the things the city produces and nativity is definitely up there. So thank you for your time. I look forward to seeing the next Christmas project. I no doubt we'll be singing Dude, Where's My Donkey in My Household, which happens every single year. Um, but that's something, again, something to be proud of. Uh, I really appreciate it. Thank you for your time. Oh, thank you. It's been lovely to speak to you and Merry Christmas.
Jesus, Lord, at thy birth. 